Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. What an exhausting day. It's been a rough day. It's actually been a rough couple of days. For your host, Leister here at CryptoTalkRadio.net, welcome if you're new. If you're not new, welcome back. Thank you for coming back and listening to us here. I am a little bit tardy and I'm shifting stuff around, but I'm working with my one, my primary endeavor and we're doing a major initiative and I'm, I'm kind of dancing on my feet because there's a lot going on and we got a deadline and I think I finally, thanks to the client management, I think I finally got the last piece that I need in order to make this thing work, make this thing go away and solve this problem. So I don't want to bore you with the story. I'll just tell you, I have had very limited sleep over the past couple of days and I've been working tail to foot to get them where they need to be. I think we're close, but it's just timing. The, the timing is really unfortunate for them, but we were able to get something that I think decouples us from the timing and lets us move forward. And I don't have to deal with the idiots that were blocking my progress. And I was able to expose a lot of people because you got to understand that, you know, you, you got Leister here, right? I'm, I'm on my own business. If you're new, I run, I'm on my own business. I'm my own boss. And one thing I don't tolerate is incompetent people. And I am a straight shooter in a world of sensitivity. And so when I initially started this journey with this particular project, this guy, he was the worst of them. And then there's a couple of other ones. You know, there's a guy who looks like, you know, Scott Bakula. I talked about him on Casual Talk. And there's this other dude. And I forget, he looks like, he looks like a younger version of Alfred Hitchcock. But he also has kind of a pug face look to him. Like he looks like just the absolute sleaze. And he, he comes across like a prick. And every call, it's the same thing. Well, he's been off vacation. And so we snuck something in when he was out. And we're like, you know, screw you. We're just moving this forward. And I have approval from the upper levels of DOA. So now it's kind of a different ballgame because all these layers of, of crap that are in front of me, 
you know, I have support from the upper leadership on this side where they're like, okay, we see what you're doing. You're looking out for the customer and you're trying to make this thing happen. And yes, you were blocked and we understand lessons learned, et cetera, da, 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 da. But separately, I'm showing them or trying to show them, look, I'm about it. I'm not accepting crap. I'm, I refuse. So we got to move this forward. We don't have a choice in the matter. Because as I, I think I mentioned, they, they're, they double the rate they pay me. So it's like, okay, now I got to take it up to 50 from 10 because you, you said we believe enough in you that we're going to double what we pay you. You don't even have to ask for it. We're just going to double that. That means I got to step up. I was already at the top, but I got to step up even more. And so they're hiring some more people to deal with some other stuff that's happening. And we're hoping to get some really quality folks in because we got some kind of slow starters. But this one that I'm dealing with is a really important thing for them. And we're trying to just get past June. So June's going to be tumultuous for me is my point. With this that we're suggesting, I think it'll free me up a little bit to finally get the hell out of here, which is still on my deck to get out of here because I had to pay another freaking month of rent. And then my other contact, he hasn't paid me. He owes me, he owes me a lot of money. I want to say it's like 7,000 bucks or some crap. He owes me a lot of money and he hasn't paid. So I'm about to send his ass to collections coming this next Monday. If, if I don't have money in that account, he's going to get sent to collections, period, point blank. Because he's pissed off that I dropped him like a da- bad, bad habit because he wasn't stepping up and he wasn't responding to my emails. And like I said, I don't play that. It don't work for me, brother. Now, off the side, I haven't been watching it closely. I've been watching kind of just on and off, just looking and seeing what the hell is going on. And I noticed a couple of things that I'd like to discuss specifically around projects I've covered before. I'll be talking about those. I'll also be talking about some news that's current and in the now and on deck so I can give my thoughts on what's going on there. And then I'm going to talk about a token that I said I was not going to talk about, but I there's some sentiment things that happen with that one. Let me switch over there, hit you with the transition. We'll get right on that. As usual, let's look at the charts. We got out of the deep red. We started trending upward in spite of Gary Gensler going on a mad rage about Coinbase and Binance.us. This did cause the whole situation to crap, but it looks like we were able to get a little bit out of the hole. We are trending. We're still trending in the downward direction, but we are better than we were just yesterday. I think that's good. I think a lot of, there's a, a lot of different reasons for this shift, this sudden shift in sentiment. I believe firmly that certain people are finally getting a clue that in order for us to recover, we have to do the opposite of what they want us to do. I'm going to be talking about a little bit about what's going on with the SEC to revisit something I talked about before with what their beef, what their beef is, what their big problem is. Because I don't know that, I'm not sure people really understand what's really the problem, and I want to talk about that if I can. So a little bit later, I'll dig into that. For now, the graph is still got more red than green, which as I've said, usually, not always, but usually means that we're not quite in a positive. We are trending downward. However, just it's just that there was a little bit of a push. We lost some of the market cap ever briefly, and then it came back in. So we went down, and I want to say it went down to 1.09 trillion, and then it 
briefly, and then it rebounded back, and we're at the $1.12 trillion. But there's a general bullish sentiment across the board. Certain of the tokens, specifically, have more of a positive short-term sentiment than long-term, as in people are stacking them. They're, like, jumping in them right now because of some of the stuff I'm going to talk about a little bit later. But big picture, there's a general bearish sentiment still. Bitcoin hovering around the 26.5 mark, which is significantly lower. Ethereum didn't go nearly as low. It's around the 18.5 mark, which is really good. Bitcoin was between 26.2, 26.8. That's a somewhat of a wide swath, not too bad, but it's certainly below the 30,000 that we were at. So then this whole Gary Gensler business, Gary Gensler was actually on, I believe it was CNBC, and he was doing, he was answering questions about, you know, what, what's the problem here? Why are you going after him now? And what's going on? And he's been on the defensive. He's basically been saying, this was coming. I told you it was coming. You didn't believe me, but I told you I was coming after this. So that's what I'm doing. And I told you that this was going to be, a, this is a serious matter. These are securities, do, do, do. And then he started to go into, I want to say deflection mode. Quote, some additional utility doesn't remove crypto asset security from the definition of investment contract. The investing public generally buys these crypto assets, at least in part, anticipating profit based on the efforts of these token issuers. So this goes to the basic definition of a security in their mind. If there's, if it's something that's presented by a central somebody and that central somebody presents you with the opportunity to make profit, as in they say, you're going to make money by doing this or we're presenting it in a way that positions you make money. This usually goes to staking rewards, right? He's saying that you're pretty much in violation if you do that. And he has openly said, he's, he has actually gone on record saying Bitcoin's the only one he would consider a commodity because of the definition. Because Bitcoin doesn't, well, by default, do anything. The whole BRC uh, standard isn't, there's no central issue behind it. It's not something where some organization is making that happen to make sure rewards come to you. It's kind of this separate deal that's done as part of it, but there's still nobody that's centrally managing Bitcoin. It's just bought, sold, and traded. But then when they go after the Coinbase's of the world, that's because Coinbase offers, in some cases, staking, Same as some of the other exchanges. They'll offer you staking, offer you rewards as a result of your staking because you're lending them your cryptocurrency, which for him, Gensler, turns it into a security by definition. Whether you agree with it or not, that's the thought process. So this is the back and forth argument. Now, people started noticing something I talked about a long time ago on the podcast at CryptoTalkRadio.net, and I do encourage you to go back to the archives and check this episode out. But I talked about, in depth, the differences in the approach, the differences in the view. And I said, the SEC is mostly going after proof of stake. And any tokens, blockchain tokens, that are on a proof of stake as opposed to proof of work. And I talked about the reasons why. It's because proof of work, the whole concept of proof of work is that there is no central anything to make it happen. It just, it's available. There are miners, right? There's, there's mining that happens for it and difficulty and the whole nine, but there's no central anything behind it. There's no validators getting enriched off of it. So they're looking at the idea that there's somebody in the middle between you and that cryptocurrency that is being enriched by making it available. That is what they're focusing on. So I want to be clear to everybody out there, 
it's not just staking, although staking is primarily the target. It's not just that. It's the idea that as part of the staking, there's somebody or something in the middle being enriched by the activities, which lessens how much you could be making back. That's what they don't want to see. They don't want to see that anybody else is in the middle between you and the cryptocurrency. If you're directly trading it and there is no staking of it available to you, they're likely to leave it alone. So you think about Bitcoin as a great example. Litecoin is another example. Uh, XMR, Monero, uh, Ethereum Classic is another one. Zcash is another one. These ones that are kind of the legacy ones that they don't really do anything. Like you can't really do, you can do smart contracts on some of them, but most don't. You don't have a lot of dApps on the proof of work side as you do the proof of stake side. And so these other ones, mostly the SEC has left them alone and ignored them, which is why anybody who sticks with the core coins and you do a diverse portfolio, you largely can feel reasonably safe if this whole SEC thing's worrying you, if it concerns you. Because at worst, let's say something happens to the proof-of-stake coins. Ethereum's proof-of-stake, so it's going to be affected by it. Ethereum's price and Bitcoin's price do influence the larger market, mostly Bitcoin. Ethereum has the vast majority of people. So there is going to be an impact if there was a loss of proof-of-stake. Simply that it's unlikely that there's going to be a loss of it. Just be aware, it is the proof-of-stake tokens that have the greatest focus. That has the greatest attention that people are looking at that they don't want you to be enriched by. And they don't want somebody else to be enriched off of your back either. Separate news, GameStop. Some people may not remember, but a little while ago, GameStop hired an idiot off the, from wherever, brought him in and told him, we want to get into NFTs. And they told this guy, his name was Matt Furlong, to set up an NFT marketplace to get us up and running on NFTs because we think there's something here. And it goes along with our Funko Pops and other crap that we sell. Well, that guy's fired. <laughs> fired, and they brought another person in who's a billionaire to come in and take over as executive chairman. This guy that's coming in there, apparently they're shifting strategy again, and it's in response to a significant drop in the share prices, talking stock side, for GameStop. Remember, GameStop was right there during the, the real meme coin craze, and it's although it wasn't really tokens, it was still a meme coin phrase, meme phrase, the AMC for the stock side, GameStop for the stock side, and there was a couple of other ones that were these stocks where... It was on the verge of bankruptcy. It's shutting down. And all of a sudden, a bunch of money flows into them from Wall Street bets. And then they, but it wasn't going to sustain. It's basically a bubble. Nobody really cared about the companies. They just saw quick opportunities for profit and to basically wreck, quote unquote, the people who were shorting it because there were people that were shorting these stocks. So these, then people have backed down. Money has been pulled back. GameStop never fixed its underlying problems. I don't know if you've ever gone into a GameStop store in the recent past. I did. And they're clean, certainly. But they're nowhere near what they used to be back when it was Babbage's. They're nowhere near what they used to be. They used to be brighter, for sure. Much more organized, for sure. And yes, I understand that there's more game consoles. And so there's only limited real estate that you have. I just simply think that the presentation 
of GameStop has shifted away from that of games, I'm talking real games, and more to trying to do too much. They're trying to, you know, because I saw they had trading cards, they had, you know, these toys and all sorts of garbage that they've never had before. It was always about games first. And that was 80% of the store. And now it's probably about 30% of the store. Well, that contradicts what I think is the point. And remember, people, you need to compete with the Amazons and the Walmarts of the world because although you are available on every corner and you can buy games there, you still have to recognize that most people are, are not buying physical games anymore, which I think is stupid, but most people are not doing it. And PC gaming is on the rise. GameStop, if you didn't know, used to actually sell PC games. They actually sold them in boxes and then they stopped. Well, that's stupid because PC gaming is on the rise. PC gaming is on the rise because people are tired of the chase of consoles. And the fact that there's no longer exclusives or they're timed exclusives or they can't do their own mods or something else. So I believe that GameStop share drop, and although it's not directly crypto related, it ties because they were doing the NFTs. I think GameStop's fall is because they refuse to innovate and they refuse to keep up with the times. Not necessarily that that this person that they fired was the problem. I do think NFTs was a bad decision, but the point is I think there was more to it, strongly more to it than what that's doing. Coinbase recently got some notices, so cease and desist notices from 11 United States, the state of Alabama, Kentucky, Illinois, California, South Carolina, Washington, as in Washington State, I believe Vermont, Maryland, Wisconsin, New Jersey, and Alabama. Now, that's a very interesting sprawl of states. None of them really have much in common. Because if you look at the list, there's only, if, if this truly is Washington State, it means there's only two states on the West Coast. All of the rest of them are largely East Coast. So then there's nothing, this one feels like it's not partisan, is my point. I don't know, other than the fact that, you know, SEC is going after them, I don't know the backing behind it, but what it basically means is what you have to do, Coinbase, is prove that these are not unregistered securities because SEC says that they are. So you got 28 days from the moment that you get this to prove to us that these are not unregistered securities. This then is causing some panic for Coinbase. I actually had a listener reach out about it. And I can't really give any advice because Coinbase, of all the exchanges, has been the one to do the most to try to comply with the law. And the law is murky. The best thing that Coinbase, and that's led by Egghead, by the way, this idiot, but the best thing Coinbase could do is put up a fight, just like Ripple, or join Ripple in that lawsuit, whatever you got to do. Point is, there has to be some organization that has the balls to stand up against SEC and finally get some firm guidance. And either they are or they are not. Most believe they're not. SEC thinks they are. There has to be some org that's willing to fight. And if they're not willing to fight, then we don't know what's, we don't, it's uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen with the exchanges. So if you're in Coinbase, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I am going to tell you that Egghead, who's the CEO of this thing, gives me no confidence. I've never thought very highly of Coinbase ever since they randomly blocked my account. They unblocked it. The point is they didn't, they wouldn't give me a reason why they blocked it in the first place. There was nothing going on in the account. I only use it to essentially launder funds. You know, I take money, 
merge crypto, send it somewhere else. I don't leave anything in there. It's, it's a means to an end. I don't really don't care about it. So I was really offended when they discontinued the service temporarily for me. And I swore off of them much as, and I haven't needed to invest in very many different cryptocurrencies. So I can't tell you what to do. I will tell you, I do recommend keeping an eye on it. And if nothing else, definitely keep an eye on it. And I would say keep an eye on XRP, Ripple, because this whole Coinbase situation might actually bode well for Ripple in the long term. We don't know what's really going to happen there. I'm going to wrap up talking about two cryptocurrencies. One of them I'm not going to spend too much time on, and that's Pepe. Pepe, of course, is the meme coin that had people chatting for a bit, and then it crapped. It started to have a little bit of a rebound. I wouldn't call it a significant recovery, but a little bit of a rebound as people are starting to buy back in and move away from Bitcoin. Bitcoin had significant sell-offs, and we believe that money is flowing back into so-called meme coins, Luna Classic being one of them, SHIB being another one, and then the, uh, Luna, the uh, excuse me, some of these other garbage ones, uh, Digitoads or whatever the hell that is. <laughs> so long things happening, long things happening. The other one I want to talk about, and this is more for comedy relief, so you can get a laugh, because we've had a rough week here. A long time ago on YouTube, I was doing brief coverage for Seifu, which is done by the car salesman, and I haven't done any coverage since. I said I wasn't going to do it because I'm not going to be a help <laughs> to the community, and I didn't want to be a harm or a hindrance. If they you know, felt like it was going to be whatever, then by all means, I did not want to be in the way and, you know, the diehards, they came out in force defending the project. And all I said was, you know, the project crapped. It went up and then it crapped and, you know, it never recovered. And it would depend on sell, sell pressure and sentiment. Car salesman apparently went off, spun up some other projects, one of them called Safe Go. I didn't do any research on it, don't plan to. However, it apparently launched and then it, it had an issue, quote unquote, where... <laughs> Somebody said it went as high as 2000 bucks and then crapped down to $100. I don't know for a fact because I never did watch this. But I was looking at some of the comments. And, you know, I always get a chuckle when I see comments coming from the community. Because if nothing else, the community is always a good, it's always good relief. It's always a pleasure to see the comments coming out. Because I think that the community sentiment is always a good measure for whether or not you know, where are people leaning? And we're with this business at a point similar to Libero because it looks like they were trying to copy some of what Libero was doing a little bit. So then apparently they have some sort of a mechanism where they, quote, vaporize tokens. So they have some kind of burn. They claim some AI something. Again, I didn't do research on it, but the responses were then hilarious. User Crypto Jesus says, quote, it went from $2,000 to $100. Now you want me to buy it? <laughs> quote, Mr. Pooh, who sells 985 and 0.82 token every three seconds. So Mr. Pooh is talking about a pattern of cells, small scale cells. So there's a, a big, reasonably big, it's not really big, but a reasonably big cell and then a tiny cell. You know, big cell, buy, sell. These are bots. And they're usually used for arbitrage, but they're bots. They're bots to generate volume activity. And there's nothing wrong with this. User Jack quote, buy the dip. Yeah. <laughs> User crypto fan from Australia says quote, total scam LMFAO 
User Crypto Keeper says, quote, haha, terrible launch. Only person who made any money was Brian. User Ohio Surfer says, quote, total fail, insider selling and exit liquidity from those trying to buy. User Cryptex.Hive says, quote, got wrecked on safe to go. Guess it's time to move on to FUBL, FU Brian Legend token, the real people's coin. I don't know anything about what's going on and I can't speak about it. If you are uh, somebody in the safe and you, you follow this or you're loyal, whatnot, I'm not going to say, I just thought it was funny because I did see the initial launch and I saw a brief snippet from where they were trying to make excuses about, they don't know what happened. It looked like a DDoS attack on the blockchain. Sure, dude. And then somebody's going to get to the bottom of something and apparently they relaunched it. And then there were people that were releasing the contract address early. So that caused some other fear. Cause I think this launched at like five bucks or something. It's went up to, they said $2,000, but then some people on coin market cap said they couldn't sell. So if you are in the safer community and you were one of these and you could not sell, I'd love to hear from you. CryptoTalkRadio.net. Hit the contact form. Let us know what the deal is. Cause again, I don't go to telescan. And I wasn't going to follow it deeply. I thought I'd bring it to attention as one of those reasons yet again to be very careful. If you're a gambler, that's cool. I'm saying be very careful with who you give your money to in the long run. And then with Pepe again, I can't say with all these meme coins whether or not they are or are not worth your money. I just say keep a roof over your head. Make sure your people are fed because no matter what, crypto is crypto. It'll always be here. And I do think that you should be studious with your money and not go Buck wild crazy, but it's up to you what you do. We are in for some rocky times, as I said. And with the SEC, one side's going to win, one side's going to lose. The worst you could do is, again, focus on the core coins. I don't think I ever steal you wrong. Big picture, though, I think we need clarity. We need clarity on what the true definition of security is with respect to cryptocurrency. And I think we need people in the, in the office, in the government offices, who are just as greedy as you are, who will advocate for cryptocurrency and support it. And I don't know that any of the current candidates are really truly that guy. I mean, you know, Chris Christie, I'm sure he doesn't, doesn't hurt him any. And I think DeSantis might. Other than that, who do you really have that would truly support it? I don't know that we have anybody. But big picture, I think we're going to be okay. Just we're going to have some rocky times ahead. And just be careful with your trades because there is an uncertainty on this one, especially with everything happening overseas, that's still adding some turmoil. So it's not just a domestic problem. It's a, it's a global issue on a global scale. And time's going to tell who's going to win out. Time's going to tell, you know, I know you've heard people say, you know what, crypto's the future. We can just do cryptocurrency. We don't need fiat. Here's, as I said, you'll never get rid of fiat. You'll never get rid of it. And cash is king. It always is going to be because the truth is cryptocurrency is always tied to fiat value. Long as it's tied to fiat value, and as long as you have to get fiat in order to get it, right, it is what it is. Even if you're paid in crypto, at the end of the day, it converts to cash. So I don't think we're going to see a world in our lifetimes where you only have cryptocurrency. But what we can do for the moment and for the now is kind of watch and wait and be careful and very and try to predict as much as we can where things are going and then make smart moves. Whatever that means for you, smart, I would say. Big, big, I think we're going to have a big fourth quarter. I maintain that. I could get it wrong, but I think we're going to have a big fourth quarter. It feels like we're on the husk of something. It feels like we're about to get to a run. I don't know how big of a run. 
I don't know if it I don't know if it sustains, but it feels like we're on the cusp of a run, and it feels like it's just a matter of time. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Kek. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.